Hello, everybody. This is your girl, Minister Jasmine Love, and this is His Glory, Her Story, or His Grace, Her Story. And I just can't wait to introduce to you our feature guest today, Quatilla Simmons. Um, this is a wonderful woman of God, just such a, a beacon of light in the community, and also a spiritual mother to many, but also a spiritual mother and a mother to Benny as well. <laughs> so I want to welcome in Quartilla. And today is all about her. I can't wait for us to just give her her flowers while she's here. So Quartilla, welcome on. How you doing, girl? Hi, I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. It is a blessing to have you. Look, we already been talking a little bit before we got on here. And when I tell you everything she's been telling me has just been blowing my mind. God just be God for you. And <laughs> it just amazes me to hear like how he just be showing out for you. Um, can you think of like a defining moment in your life or a situation where you feel like really just define who you are today? <laughs> um, yes, I can definitely think of uh, actually more than one. Um, but I'm going to stick on to one um that made me or well not made me but um made me the person who I am today or created the person who I am today or a person I've always been but helped me recognize who I was who I've always been um and I would I would say um domestic violence I was in um horrible um domestic violence um relationships and um I'm not gonna of course go in detail things like that um but i was in domestic violence until you know um things happened in my life where i had to um realize who i was you know what was going on with me why the attacks um because i never could understand um why i'm why am i attracting the same type of man um but you know when you're attracting the same type of person or the same type of anything, there is something that's in you um, that has to um, change or has to be broken or um, things that has transpired that you've never forgiven yourself for or forgiven other people for. Um, and that's what had that's what had happened. Um, it took a dramatic, uh, um, a drastic, uh, what I want to say, a terrible situation um, where my kids had to get actually removed from me. Um, in 2018 um, for me to actually open up my eyes um, and get healed um, from these relationships because I, I was tired um, I was tired of I was tired of fighting I was tired of getting cheated on cheated on I was tired of getting lied to I was tired of my heart being taken advantage of um, tired of hiding it hiding had to put makeup on at work because I have bruises on me um, I mean tired of hospital bills <laughs> um tired of you know being at the hospital um it was scars i have scars scars in my head on my face um places where you know i can still see the scar it reminds me but i'm definitely um a lot stronger than you know where i what where i was before um in those relationships i didn't know myself um i didn't love myself that's why i allowed so much to happen to me um and i was isolated from family i was isolated from so many people um 
And I'm be honest with you, I was isolated from my kids. Even though my kids were living living with me, um, I was isolated from them as well because I couldn't love them um, the way they were supposed to or needed to be loved um, or how God gave them to me to love them. Um, so, Before you keep going, can I ask you something? In that place where you were isolated from your kids, how did you navigate trying to love them from that place of feeling where you know I'm by myself and nobody really sees what I'm going through um <laughs> I don't really want to get emotional <laughs> but um to be honest with you it was more of survival um you know I don't know if you ever heard the saying is a broken person can't love um can't love don't know how to love um any of that and that's where I was. Um, I was in a place where it was just surviving for them. It was doing whatever I could um, to make sure they have, or it wasn't like, um, I, I wanna go and describe the different types of love, but it wasn't that, it wasn't, it was unconditional, but it wasn't the love that they, a mother is supposed to love her child. Um, it was, again, like I said, it was more survival. Um, it hurt me. And um, when DCF removed them from me, I, I knew I was upset. Of course, I was mad with DCF. I was mad with the courts. I was mad with everybody. But you know what? I was mad with everybody except me. I didn't, I didn't, um, I blamed and pointed fingers at everybody except myself. And then I had to sit down one day. I was in domestic violence shelter and I was in this support group and um, this girl was talking about accountability and it fell on me so hard because I was like, I brought this on myself. I didn't love my children. I didn't protect my children. I wasn't, you know, I was just surviving. They only saw the survivals of their mom. Like they only, what, I'm a, I'm a mother, but I'm still letting my kids see me with a black eye. I'm still letting my kids see bruises on me. I'm still having my kids in the middle of the night sitting in the hospital waiting for me to get stitches that is not you know the love that they deserved and that's not why God gave them to me he didn't give me to love them to show them that you know and they're all secondary not all of them but um my oldest are um secondary survivors um what you call it because they watched their mother in um domestic violence they witnessed a lot they had to go through counseling just like I did um but I can't say I can, I can say I love my kids, but I couldn't. I can't say I was. I gave them the love that I was supposed to. Broken and just focused on surviving, so that way I won't have to get a fight, or I don't have to get hit, or I don't have to get, or they don't have to get hit, or whatever. I'll just focusing on doing what I can to make a man happy, and not focusing on that they're not happy. They're scared. They're sad. They're crying. And I'm not focusing on that. I'm focusing on making sure that there's hot food. I'm making sure that, you know, that I'm not doing anything to get hit. I'm not doing anything to cause a fight. I'm not doing anything. So this man can come home from work, be happy, eat, go to sleep or whatever. (laughs) Wow. I just want to commend you, one, because that's a hard situation to be in. And it's not necessarily a situation where your mind can shift to outside of survival. I believe you love them the best way you knew how to. And I think that God sustained you 
And I believe he was pleased with the way you loved him in that position that you were in. Um, so I, I just speak to anything. And I'm sure there's so much redemption here. We haven't even got to the end of her story yet. But just listening, I just feel nudged to speak to and you. Well done. Well done. Even before your redemption came. Well done. Don't I, I just come against any shame or anything like that because it took a strong mama that said, you know what, I may not be able to control this factor over here, but I'm going to make sure my kids have something to eat. I'm going to make sure my kids got clothes and they clothes clean. And I'm going to do the best I can in this situation. And yeah. God's honored that in you. I could just tell that he's honored by you sticking it out. Um, I won't keep talking. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. So after you've gotten through with your accountability, you've gone through the counseling, your kids going through the counseling. What did life look like for you after counseling? Oh my gosh. Um, I can literally say, um, I don't know if you ever looked through, um, if you, if you know how to swim and you're under the water and everything is so blurry. Um, by the time I got done through with my healing process and, Oh, now I'm going to break it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Girl, feel um, it. <laughs> um, it was like, after all of it, everything became so clear. Um, everything that was blurry to me, it was almost as if I was, I remember standing outside one day um, of, the, of, of the domestic violence shelter um because they had to hide me of course for a while and when my kids were also in dc with dcf custody um i remember coming out of that shelter after one of our sessions and i remember hearing birds chirping and i can't remember the time before then when i heard birds chirping like it was almost as if it was like i was able to recognize nature um everything started to become so clear for me and I mean it was almost as if you start you put on glasses and a blind I mean a, a person that can't see put on their glasses and now I have 20 you know 2020 vision now um and it was just like I was able to see and from that moment on I took on everything that the the my advocates wanted me to do um everything my counselors wanted me to do I started to be proud of myself because I survived it. <laughs> and um, a lot of people didn't. I heard um, as being in domestic violence shelter, there were stories where, you know, there were women that died in domestic violence. There were women that um, that ter- got their, actually their rights completely terminated from getting their kids back, where they weren't able to get their kids back till they were 18. And at that time they're grown. Um, people, there was mothers that didn't make it, you know, um, tried to leave a relationship and got killed or whatever. And I started to be proud of myself that I, I was strong enough to, to that, from that last incident, it was but one last incident. And I was strong enough to call the police knowingly, knowingly that they were gonna take my kids from me and because of the multiple incidents. And I was strong enough to do that for them to remove the kids in order for them to be safe, in order for me to be safe. 
So I started to be proud of myself at that moment. Um, I didn't miss any visitation with my kids. I started recognizing that. Um, I started recognizing the little things that I was doing, showing up um, for their school events um, and things like that. I started being proud of myself of who I was because just like you said, I loved them the best way I could. Um, and I don't know if people, are, you also hear that a woman is not in her full potential of motherly business or whatever, anything that's in her life. She's not a full potential. She's completely healed. And I was on my way there, you know, I'm, 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 and I'm still on my way there. I'm not perfect right now, but you know, I'm still on my way there, but I was on my way there and I started recognizing the accomplishments. I started, I started, you know, I even, you know, what's so crazy is I used to think that my favorite color was purple, right? And the only reason why I thought it was purple is because, but for some reason I could never wear purple, you know, Mm. but I was, um, I was saying that my favorite color was purple because that's what people were saying that your favorite color is purple because your mom's favorite color is purple. So I used to think that my favorite color was purple. And I remember my mom told me a story when I was a baby, when she was a baby. I'm going to make this really quick, really quick. <laughs> when I was a baby, Take your she, time. Told me, she had told me that she remember um, she dressed me in a pink dress and to go take pictures when I was a, a baby. And she said a lady came to her and told her that's an angel and pointed at me. Your daughter is beautiful as an angel and she's an angel. And my mom told her friends was like, look, 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 this lady just said that my um my baby was an angel and, and um she was pretty as an angel. But when the friends went and looked at look took a look at the lady, the lady wasn't there. And they thought my mom was what? going crazy. Like they thought my mom was like Laverne, you tripping? That's my mom's name. You know, her friends were like Laverne, you tripping? I remember my mom told me that story, and as going through my healing process, I remember that story. I'll always remember because she told me it. And I said, my favorite color is act. I love pink. My favorite color. And then I started wearing pink. I started um, <laughs> um, buying everything pink, and I was realizing my favorite color is pink. I remember getting an office and every all my office equipment, everything was pink. And I said, this is my favorite color. My favorite color. is, And it, it might sound simple to everyone else. But to me, I didn't know who I was. So I was 28 years old. Yeah. So me finding out what my favorite color was, was everything to me. So it was just like, my favorite color is pink. And from that moment on, I fell in love with pink. And I mean, <laughs> I wear pink. Every my my business, as you know, it's a representative a, a represent representation of pink. And there was a saying that I saw, and I still I, anytime somebody sees I see the saying, they buy it for me. I have uh, cups with it on and everything like that. It's a saying that I saw. And it was posted up in the um, domestic violence shelter. And it said, she believed she could, so she did. Mm-hmm. And um, I wasn't completely, you know, I was, I was uh, um, completely, I was back, backsliding again from, from Christ. Um, and um, it was, you know, I wasn't, I, re- I was realizing again that I wasn't fully, who I was because I was backsliding from Christ. Even though I was raised in church, I went and got it tatted on me. So I have a tattoo on me that says she believed she could. So she did. And that saying took me 
to a, um, a, a scripture in Psalms <coughs> uh, where it says um, she would not uh, God is within her she would not fail so I had to get that tatted on me okay so it was like now I'm getting I'm, I'm and then I'm, I'm getting re- I'm getting ready to build myself up in Christ um, again because I was so broken so I, you know sometimes you feel guilty about what happened to the point where you feel like God's disappointed in you um, God can't use you or whatever you know all those thoughts go through your head but then you realize you know once you start you know healing process and things like that you start realizing that this was my process so I have to go back to God because this was my process and I have to thank him for the process because now Ooh, that was good now I'm gonna I'm gonna thank you for the process, and now I'm gonna use my process to to bring other bring more people to you, well women, women to you broken women, so um and and that's my calling you know um broken women broken teenagers things like that um and I you know of course that's what my precise prosperity is CEO of that um is focused on broken women um single mothers and um teen moms and broken teenagers and things like that um so i realized what my calling was my purpose was um it just like i said everything was just so clear to me to the point where even even when my exes did try to come back to manipulate me to go back to them i looked them like they was crazy the devil Uh used you (laughs) <laughs> and I know that now now you can't you can't manipulate me now you can't say what you want to me mm. now 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 I'm called now oh she's always she's um, I'm person now where I'm always um, defensive I'm like no I'm not defensive you're just now you're upset because now the things that you were able to say to me before you can't say to me now listen people who are <laughs> used to you not having any boundaries get real mad when you start to learn how having to put them. boundaries in place <laughs> yep that's crazy one thing i just wanted to draw attention to is you learning you again <laughs> like as we grow up in life I don't know about you, but for me, I felt like I chipped off little pieces of myself to fit into different things that I was trying to make work that never were supposed to work for me, whether it was relationships, friendships. And mm-hmm. one day you wake up and you look and you like, you know what? I don't even know this person. So I could yeah. totally relate to you. Like I hear birds. I didn't realize what my favorite color was. It's like, I got rebirthed in that moment. I feel like you got rebirthed. And now you like, dang, everything just even I bet food was tasting better than everything. Right. <laughs> and that's another thing is I had got to a point where I started learning new words. Words that I've never uh, and that like I said, that might sound crazy too, because I, I have a I have a an app that comes to my phone now. And it'll tell me a, a word of the day. It might be a word from the Greek, the Hebrew, or something. Um, but that kind of stuff excites me. You know what I'm saying? Because I was just like, wow, that means you know, it means the same thing as if I would have said this, you know what I'm saying? So it was just like, even that, I, I do, I have that um, that come to my phone because I, I love that. Um, and I'm going to be honest with you, I really, if, if I'm going to be completely honest, I really never knew, I really, I really don't, I mean, I really don't know when I lost myself. Um, because mm. in um, high, middle school, high school, I was, I was always trying to fit in with 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 you know um fit in i was always trying to you know make people like me i was always trying to figure out you know what can i do for you know for this person i was never myself you know what i'm saying 
and I was angry at the time too because um a lot of hurt that happened in my childhood so I don't even be honest with you I don't even know when I knew myself I think I discovered myself at 28 that's what I believe because Mm. I don't I can't think of a time when I wasn't hurt when I you know when I grew into maturity or when um you know at, at teenage years I don't I don't I don't know what it was like to do something that I actually liked it for for me or just doing stuff that everybody you know that everybody was doing because it wasn't ever anything that I that I liked to do when I tried to do when I tried to do things that other people were doing it was never nothing I that I liked to do I was doing mm-hmm. it because they were doing it that's so true you just want it you, just, you know sometimes you just want you want somebody like you, you want friends you or you're looking for um acceptance from you know at that time it's just like i just want somebody to you know be my friend be cool with me wow you just said something and holy spirit illuminated something while you were talking you shared that story about you being an angel right about your mom's encounter with someone shedding light on who you are and how that stuck with you. And I feel like those who have gone on attack where they're, they've been rejected in some way and now they're just looking for someone to accept them. Mm-hmm. God always finds a way to affirm them way back when they were first born and it sticks with them. So at that right moment, mm-hmm. you remember that, that I am an angel. This man can't hit on me. I'm an angel. I don't got to fit and be like them. I'm an angel. So I'm wondering, what would you say to young girls who are right there where you were, whether it was the high school you, the the domestically <laughs> abused you, or the mom trying to relearn momming, from a healthy place, what would you say to any one of those ladies? You could pick whichever one from the angel you. <laughs> um, I would definitely say, um, from to all aspects, that none of it is your fault, and um, the situation that you're in currently in were in you were chose for that battle um you you were chose for that and the reason why you were chose for because it's not for you i had to realize that my story it's not for me it was it's actually for someone who's listening right now it's actually for someone who doesn't see or when you know they said they see the light at the end of the tunnel, tunnel you're actually the light in the tunnel um someone who doesn't see that that they're the light um and that they're going they're going to be the light in someone else's life um so i can definitely say that keep keep going um do it um Jasmine said it the best to me. Um, you're doing the best you can. You're doing the the best you can with what you with what you have. Um, and it's as as long as you keep your eye on God, because sometimes we can lose focus or keep our eyes can easily come off of Him. 
as long as you keep your eye on God and let you know and and because he he wants God knows but you know he likes to hear from us because he, he does know you know he's the one that you know he, he he's the creator of all he knows all um mm-hmm. but he likes to hear from us it's just that you know it's almost as if a, a husband and a wife my husband knows I love him and he knows I he my husband knows I love him and I know he loves me but you know sometimes you want to hear that though you know you want he you want he wants to hear from his children he wants to hear that he needs that he that he's needed he wants to hear all he wants you to cry out to him so keep your eye on god um and just stay focused basically you're gonna i mean you're gonna you you either survive it or you're gonna survive it and i mean that's basically what i can say to the person who's listening to this listening to listening in or whoever is whoever will listen to this call or um um recordings um um any any one of these days that's awesome and i love that you said that god needs to know that you need him and i think that not necessarily like i think he needs to know that we know that we need him (laughs) because we love to attribute the blessing to the person god used to bless you but not to him and that's how we get in these situations where people begin to be tyrannical over us or they begin <laughs> to become our everything because yeah. we so enamored over the blessing that we don't even realize it was God who blessed us with that person. <laughs> and then now this Ooh. person is our everything. And God's like, whoa, wait a minute. And you know, God, does, he's so amazing. He does it before we even learn that there is a him for real. Wow. He's, he's never stopped being daddy he's never stopped being god no he's always doing that but he's doing it knowing that you will get to this day where you can recognize him but in the meantime it's, it's a little bumpy while you still trying to say oh my <laughs> man gave me that my oh, mama yeah. gave me that mm-hmm. you know i love your story and i just love how God I mean your story is not it's far from over it's so much more about to come from you but I just want I, you kind of you kind of let the cat out the bag my <laughs> last thing I want you to say is God redeemed all of that for you so far I'm sorry you had went out a little bit what was the question how has God redeemed all of that heartache you went through so far right now give us an update wow um i mean oh my gosh i I mean i I, i'm gonna be honest with you i wish i i I wish that i had the words to what i have now but one thing i can definitely what from what he's what from what god has redeemed now the one thing that i can definitely tell you is peace peace in my mind peace in my heart um because when you have that peace of god whoo, when you have that peace of god and that um i mean it's you know i, I mean I, like i said i wish i can explain it because the way he the way he came around and returned everything to me i'm gonna make something really really quick for you another thing um i lost all of my children 
in June of 2018, DCF removed my children. I got them back in 18 months, September of 2019. Um, and that's when I completed everything. The course didn't be to, me to be, uh, need to be completed and everything like that. But they didn't return all my children to me. They only returned uh, my three oldest to me. They, I mean, not my three oldest, uh, my two oldest, and then my baby that was taken from me at the time was five months old. She's five years old now. Um, her, but they didn't return my um, my son. He's eight now. They didn't return him back to me. But let me tell you what. Let me tell you, God had promised me all my children, and <clears throat> He has blessed me with um, a one. Oh my God a wonderful husband who loves my children the ones that aren't the ones that aren't biblical uh, uh, biologically biologically um yes biologically he is and the ones that I, I gave birth I, I birthed from him as well um he loves all of my children teach them the word teach them church and everything my son that did not get that didn't get returned back to me I end up getting full custody of him last year in September on my birthday hallelujah but when I tell you when I tell you when I tell you I um I when he promised me all of my children I didn't know when I was going to get him back um but I finally end up getting him back and I do apologize you guys that was my my 15 month old um but he returned I end up getting papers in September. I got full custody of him on my birthday. Oh my gosh. And you know, sometimes we want to rush things. Because mm. you know, you want things on our time. We want everything to come around our time. And yes, yeah, sometimes I was upset because his dad is um his dad is also one of my abusers. Um so well, ex abusers of course. So it was very hard co parenting with him. You know, it was it was just too much. It was a lot in those in these years. But when God returned him back to me, they I was shouting. I was shouting. Yes. <laughs> and I was praising the Lord because I didn't forget the promise that he made me in 2018 when he told me all my children will get my all of my children were going to return to be returned to me. Come on. Uh, so that closed <laughs> that closed the the that last piece of my puzzle mm. is my son being returned to me in September. And I can forever be I'm gonna praise him for who he is anyways, whether he was gonna do yeah. it or not. If he God is still God. Um but his word would never go void. And um my husband is I when I say wonderful, if if the only thing is the only the only way the only way anybody can ever see this is if they were in my shoes and they seen what we came out of and where we are now. Um, and again, like I said, if we, me and my husband, we faced hard times. We lost everything last year. But I remember losing everything when I was in, um, before, a long time ago, when I didn't know myself. The way I handled it last year. Come on. <laughs> Come on. You better... Girl, you the got way to have I me right it, The way I handled it last year, from years ago when I lost everything, this is it's a huge difference because I knew last year if God did it before, 
he's going to do it again. And I kept my faith and we kept pushing. I wasn't, you know, I, I, like I said, it was just, it's amazing. And we got everything back, you know? So it was like, we and my husband went through hard, we, but we went through hard times together. We pushed through together. We, I mean, and we got everything back together. So it was like, um, we preached a word together. We serve together. We do, I mean, it's amazing now, the peace of God, the love of God, everything God is first now in my life. And like I said, it wasn't like that before. It was, I can say it was, you know, you know, people get in church and say God is first, but no, I was worshiping man back then now God is first in my life God is first in my marriage God is first in me mother uh, parenting my kids God is first in my finances God is first in everything in my life right now God is first and that's how he redeemed and then there's a lot of things that I still have to work on because I still get triggered sometimes I still get you know um I still get in that little shutdown in my little shell sometimes and shut down and want to cry and feel you know whatever but God is still first and I know who God is in my life I know who I am in God I know why God needs me I I know why God you know what it, it's just amazing it's amazing and as long as as and as long as you have God in your life as long as you're focused on him as long as you focus on the on on what he needs what he needs you to do um what who he is to you it's amazing what he can do in your life and i mean i'm just i'm gonna be honest with you i'm just i'm just grateful and when you give him that complete yes you know what i'm saying everything is just it's just amazing what he does what he you know what he promised you all everything just comes in fulfillment and i i mean i love him for that and i could like i said i could forever be grateful that is amazing man i'm just so grateful that we were able to have you here and i can't wait for you to come and bless us on the panel this friday at vision in hills for our let the women speak bible study <laughs> i just this is just a little taste but the way you just preach honey you <laughs> have me about to get up and run i'm like wait a minute i don't know if i'm able to handle friday because she already <laughs> about to have me put my hands up right Come on. And you always know when it's Friday. That's why I was saying today to my husband, and I'm I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you um, good. I was saying today to my husband, I said God is about to show up on Friday, and I said, and I know He's Come about on. to show up on Friday because there's so many distractions that could have happened months ago, but all of a sudden it wants to happen this week. You know, yeah. so it's just like <laughs> I know there's going to be distractions trying to distract me from coming distract all of us all of us women that's going to be on that panel i know there's so many distractions this week i've encountered them <laughs> I literally but guess what i can only th- i can only do this week was the smile when it happened because i'm like i know what this is yeah <laughs> like, i know this is i know what it's trying to block and um, no weapon no weapon no in my form <laughs> But it won't. It it won't work. 
(laughs) So definitely, I said, I know the move of God. It's going to be a move of God on Friday. And whoever's going to be there, whoever's going to be listening, you know, I know there's going to be um, some chains broken. I know there's going to be freedom. I'm not even going to get started. I'm not even going to get started because I was saying it today. I I was saying today, I was like, it's going to be a move of God there. So if you're not going to be there, please be in the building. <laughs> yes, for sure. I mean, I would, the reason I'm over here like on fire because I've been hearing the same thing that God is like, if you let me, oh, woo, there is some chains about to come off. If you let me, if you come, and some mm. people gonna come just because they were invited to support somebody. But they, they come in and they leaving totally different. Wow. I mean, the way that Quatilla said that, um, or Lady Q, she said she came out, she heard them birds, and everything was different. It's like she had clear vision. God has ordained that for some women. So I'm telling yep. you, come out Friday, May 12, 6 p.m., um, 100 East New York Avenue, Suite 103, D Land, Florida, 32724. It's all over Facebook and Instagram. Yes. We can't wait to have you. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and call this one sealed right here. This podcast, this was a beautiful story. Um, this is my new sister in Christ. So I this is my first time hearing this story along with you. It it blessed me. So I wanna thank you again. I wanna glorify God for you again. And I'm gonna pray us out and we're gonna close this out. Heavenly right. Father. Thank you so much for using Quatilla the way that you used her today. I pray right now that some young woman listening to this is seeing that there is redemption in Christ Jesus. That no matter what it looks like, no matter how bleak it looks, no matter how much pain she is going through, that you make all things work out for the good of those who love you and are called according to your purpose. Father, right now, I pray that you will go over, hallelujah, and through the radio waves, through the internet waves, and that you will give us tangible touch, Lord God, to whoever it is, Lord God, that is needing to know that you are listening and you are there. Lord God, I pray a spirit of repentance to come over those who are right now in situations where they have glorified a man and forgotten about you, that right now they will put the rightful order in your in their heart, Lord God, and that with that change, with that repentance, Lord God, that they will see straight up redemption in their life, that they will see, Lord God, the glory that's already been on them from the time they were born, because they are your beloved child of whom you are well pleased. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray, we give you glory amen thank y'all for listening thank you jesus good night good night good night good night